Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 91 of the Lean Blog Podcast for May 24th, 2010. And today's podcast is a one-on-one conversation that I was very fortunate to have with the Dr. Stephen Covey at the recent Shingo Prize Conference in Salt Lake City. Dr. Covey certainly requires no introduction, uh, but what does merit mention is his recent appointment to a full professorship at the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. And so Dr. Covey was very involved in this year's conference, including a keynote talk. And after the short discussion that you'll hear, I'll take a few minutes to share some of my thoughts from his keynote and the relevance to Lean. Um, It was such a pleasure and a privilege to speak with Dr. Covey I want to thank Bob Miller, the executive director of the Shingo Prize, and Steve von Niederhausen, the marketing communications director for the Shingo Prize, as well as Michael Ockley, who works for Dr. Covey and the Franklin Covey Company. Um, I want to thank them all for their assistance in creating the time I had with Dr. Covey. And in the later podcast, I'll have a separate conversation with Bob Miller about his views on Dr. Covey's work and his relationship to Lean and the Shingo Prize. I think the one question you know, I would ask for your thoughts on, um, you know, Toyota talks about this principle, um, respect for people principle, or often they, they refer to it as respect for humanity principle. And I was wondering if you could share some thoughts of the importance of respect in a workplace. What does that really mean? I think that it's of profound importance because it means you are caring and you trust them to do the right thing. And, and trusting employees, you were talking earlier um, about the industrial model. Trust seems to often not come with that. Would you, would you agree? It doesn't come with that. And uh, the industrial model is an obsolete model. You know, we supervise, it's command and control, it's top down. Right. It's just... But there's such codependency about it. That's so why we have a situation now, maybe even to convince uh, the industrial world that this industrial model is, is, is obsolete. It's obsolete. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Because they're so used to it. Kissing up to the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have... Um, do you have a sense? Have you been able to visit with Toyota to see, you know, how, how, how they're doing in this regard? I have, and uh, I was with the president of Toyota in Japan. We were walking into a plant, and he said, "Any person in this plant can close the line down if he can show to the others that it would improve quality and lower cost." And so there's a trust. Inherent in that. Definitely. And it tells you also about the culture that he can show to the others. So um, it's, it's very exciting to have you, um, you know, participate in the Shingo Prize Conference and share your message with, with the lean community. Um, do you, what, what, are your, what are your hopes? Um, do you think you know, in, involvement in your professorship with Utah State yeah. um, to try to help influence? I think so. And uh, also, I am very appreciative of that opportunity with Utah State. And I think that the Shingo Prize is 
one to be really sought after one. And it's very significant. But I think that in the next few years, it'll be knowledge worker age um, companies that will win this unit prize. Because they are empowering and developing their people. So it's a good opportunity there. Yeah. And I do my work in healthcare, so hopefully uh, we're, 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 we'll get hospitals involved and, and teach them this model. Look at that hospital film. Oh, that was, uh, I've been to Great Ormond Street before. Have you? Yeah, I had a chance to visit in, uh, it was July of last year, and to see some of the work they're doing specifically with Lean yeah. and how they're getting people involved. It's very nice. Yeah, that was really impressive to me, how they studied Formula One racing. Yeah. That's an example. Okay, well, I don't want to take too much of your time. No, that's I, fine. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Taking a few minutes uh, to talk. And... Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. So I think Dr. Covey's principles of respect and being proactive, among others, fit well with the lean approach. At the Shingle Prize Conference, a senior leader from one company told me that his company has been teaching their managers the Covey methods each year and every year for the last 15 years, and that he thinks that uh, those teachings have been the secret to their lean success at that company. Now, one comment Dr. Covey made in our chat was about this idea of codependency. Uh, he elaborated on this during his keynote, but the general idea is that employees, and Dr. Covey doesn't like that term, um, feel that they can't take initiative, and so then they wait to be told what to do. Then they blame the formal leader, or the boss, if you will, for giving them the wrong direction. So the reluctance to take initiative only fuels the boss's view that their people are incapable, and then they get more and more directive. So each side looks for evidence to reinforce their view that either A, the boss doesn't want to listen, or B, the employees don't have any initiative. So this creates a codependency cycle. And I've also heard this described as a cycle of underperforming and overperforming, as stated in family systems theory, which is another method that's very applicable to a workplace that's attempting a lean transformation and culture change. So it's often said that lean is all about people. One Shingo Medallion winner said in his acceptance speech that, quote, whatever business you're in, you're in a people business. As Dr. Covey talks from moving from an industrial age of top-down command and control management to what he calls a knowledge worker age, driven by purpose and trust, all companies, even those in the industrial world, can benefit from these new management principles of a post-industrial age. So as Dr. Covey writes, and I quote, the problem is managers today are still applying the industrial age control model to knowledge workers. Treating people like things creates low trust, contention, and rebellion. Can you imagine the personal and organizational cost of failing to fully engage the passion, talent, and intelligence of the workforce in this new reality? It's far greater than all taxes, interest charges, and labor costs put together. And Dr. Covey continues, those who find their own voice and who, regardless of formal positions, inspire others to find their voice will characterize leadership in the knowledge age. It is leadership where people communicate to others their worth and potential so clearly they will come to see it in themselves. Therein lies a bright and limitless future. 
So that's the end of Dr. Covey's quote. And you know, the, these are ideas that align well with the Toyota principle of respect for humanity. As Taiichi Ono, one of the fathers of the Toyota production system said, respect for humanity is a quote, equally important pillar, end quote, with the other principle of eliminating waste. You need both, and, and arguably it's the respect for humanity principle and, and truly living and embracing that that allows an organization to flourish. Those organizations that think that lean is just about forcing waste reduction in a command and control way won't be as successful as those who truly respect their employees and their employees' humanity. So I appreciate Dr. Covey's message and how it fits with lean. Uh, on a more personal note, I have to comment a bit about the background for our recorded discussion. So Steve from the Shingle Prize organization had been trying to line up the interview all day long, and we finally had a chance to have our chat during the reception that was being held before the award ceremony. So that explains the background noise, which I apologize for. But it really, it was a special moment to sit and talk eye to eye with Dr. Covey. Um, you get a sense in talking with him that he's very uh, present, as some say, that you have his full undivided attention. And that's a special thing. And when I was starting to tell him that I appreciate his work and his involvement in the Shingo Prize, uh, Dr. Covey said back to me, you may have heard this, I appreciate you. And it, it seemed very, very sincere. And so I, as I was trying to be respectful of his time, considering that others wanted to talk with Dr. Covey, um, I ended the interview and, and stopped the recording. But Dr. Covey continued to chat for a few minutes. Um, he was very kind and very giving of his time. So I, I very much enjoyed that. And I, and I want to give thanks again to those who helped line up the interview. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to participate in some discussion about this podcast, you can go to the web at www.leanblog.org slash 91. That's the blog post uh, for this episode of the podcast where you can uh, chat and discuss this with other listeners and other blog readers. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.